Hello and welcome to the very first episode of this new format that I'm starting. It's called Tipsy's F1 Podcast. This is, well, it's pretty much what it says it is. It's a podcast. It's about F1 and it is presented to you by me, Tipsy Pineapple. I'm a YouTuber. Well, I do it all on the side. I work a full-time job, just a normal dude that really likes F1. I've been following it since 2020. It's been a blast. So I'm a relatively new follower of F1, but I, I dove in balls deep. It's been good. I really, really enjoy F1 as a whole, and I look forward to sharing my experiences with you guys and just talking about F1, giving you my perspective, giving you maybe something different. Maybe it's a new voice you like. Maybe you don't like my voice and you're just gone. You like, you'll never hear from me again. But in general, I like to live stream F1 Manager on YouTube and other F1 content, but mostly like the news stuff is a bit difficult. So I thought I'd talk about it in a podcast format because that's just much easier to edit. Videos take a long time for me to create. I do now and then make some evergreen videos. I did one on driver salaries and I did another one on the driver changes going into 2023, which is quite cool. And here we are at the beginning of 2023. Like the next race actually starts next weekend. I'm so excited. Is it next weekend? Yes. Uh, I'm dating the videos and podcasts, but that's the thing. These podcasts, they'll come out and they'll be topical to what has happened in the week and what we can look forward to in the week. So as of right now, it is a couple of days before the next season of Drive to Survive comes out. So I'm very excited for that. That's going to be fun. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, even though I know everyone's like, oh, Drive to Survive. People talk about it as controversial. It is just fun. It is fun to have like some sort of slightly dramatized series talking about last year's events and it kind of catches you up and gets you hyped up for the coming season it's a way for my girlfriend oh wait she's my fiance now i got engaged the other day which is really exciting it's a way for my fiance to catch up and understand why i'm so excited about things and then later on you know she she's not into f1 but she really likes drive to survive so i like drive to survive i've always enjoyed it i actually got into f1 by watching drive to survive even though when season three came out and i realized oh this is different it, it like they do edit things they change things it's not how it seems so uh, like i like the fact that it brings more people into the sport and it is very entertaining i'm totally going to binge it when it comes out and then i'm going to watch it again with my friends at a watch party that evening and it's going to be a blast right so drive to survive other way very fun very exciting to look forward to the other thing that has happened recently are the livery reveals and I, I've tried making videos on this and it's just again as I mentioned difficult to edit so I'm going to talk about it and now that we have all the liveries revealed I can actually talk about all of them and kind of look at it as a whole because to be honest if this is a dumb thing this might just be a thing that I'm doing I'm actually like choosing to support teams based off of how they did their livery event because it just kind of shows how much they actually care about the fans. Like right off the bat, I can tell you my least favorite event was Red Bulls. It was terrible. Oh my goodness. Like, oh, I really liked Red Bull. I supported Max in the Max Lewis fight. Don't don't like leave if you don't like it now. I'm pretty sure going into this year, I'm really keen for Lewis Hamilton to do very well. And I'm actually keen for him to beat Max because it was so close in 2021. And oh, I have a video about that coming up actually, like what it would have looked like if we used the old point system. It's going to be cool. That's probably my next evergreen video that I post. But in general, Red Bull, they really disappointed me at the livery event. I got a comment on my video when I was reacting to it about how oh, I should have looked at the event and it's like it wasn't about that. The point is they chose to reveal their car at this really terrible event. I know the event wasn't just about 
F1, but it's kind of stupid to be like, oh, we're going to release the car first. Well, well, after Haas, of course. Haas always releases it first on social media. But to release it like that, they had this really terrible, badly planned live show in New York. I, I don't know what else to talk about it. Like, obviously, we had the snowboarding guy who was there, and he's definitely snowboarded a lot without a helmet because he's landed on his head a lot. Like, he stutters more than I do, and I stutter a lot. I, I honestly do. He, he was lost. He was like, like, not that stuttering is a problem, but like, they weren't even asking him about F1. They were asking him about the things that he pioneers, that he focuses on, that he moves forward with. And he didn't know what he was doing. He doesn't know what he does for a living. He just kind of snowboards and people pay him for it, which is cool. That's a cool job to have. And I'm happy to hear from him, just not in that platform, not not at an F1 livery reveal event, even though, again, it wasn't that. But just, just don't release your livery as part of something that nobody in F1 cares about. It's the same way as if we were interviewing Max Verstappen at some X Games event. Like, there might be a few people who are into Formula 1 and go like, oh, that's really cool. But rather than making 95% of the people watching angry, just just don't do it. Don't don't go that niche down. Don't don't try and sneak your stuff in and try and make everything work. I don't know. People saying it's about money. It's always about money, but who cares? Like sometimes money's not worth it. Uh, there are just cases, you know, where it's just in the long term, it's not going to help your brand. Uh, it really made me lose a lot of respect for Red Bull. But that's just me. If you have a differing opinion, that's that's totally fine as well. I was just not happy with the way Red Bull handled the event. That moves me over to Haas. Haas, I love them now. I saw the Haas event, I was like, ah, this, you know what, this is actually nice. We just get the car pictures right there, right there, and then nothing to really debate. They didn't waste a bunch of money on some event. They just gave us the photos, which was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. I, I thought it was great that they showed the car. The car looked nice. Again, this was the first one that came out, so I was like, oh, black, that looks so cool. They've added black in, but, but you know, it's just you know, carbon hanging out there. And then as time came out, all the other cars were black too. And I was like, oh, the Haas's car is less exciting now, but I still think it looks a lot better than last year. I think that black suits it very well. I guess let's go back to the Red Bull again. Red Bull's car looks pretty much exactly the same to me. I can't tell the difference between last year and this year. I'm sure like you can play one of those spot the difference games, but the point is they had a super long, boring event, released the same car and wasted everyone's time. So that's where I've lost my respect for Red Bull. And that's where I've gained my respect for Haas because they did not waste my time. The next one, I don't remember the order that they all came out, but I'm thinking Williams. Williams' car also, they look very similar to last year, but last year's car, in my opinion, looked good. I know a lot of people might not think so, but I thought it looked good. And the cherry on top was just their battery, the Duracell battery on top of that airbox. It looked amazing. I know... It has happened before in Miami last year. They did it, but I didn't even notice it back then. The fact that it's going to be on the car permanently now, most likely there might be some sponsored changes, but it's going to be on the car for the whole year. I like it. I think it's cool. Like people are going to know Williams as like the Duracell car, which is, is quite a good brand name anyway, because it's like all energized and ready to go. And then also the event was quite cool because they, they did interview drivers and their junior drivers we had a nice interview with jamie chadwick i really enjoyed that that was back early on when i was still excited about the liveries before i kind of got bored but i really enjoyed it i thought it was great i'm excited to see how logan Sargent performs versus alex i i think that the cars are going to be at the back anyway 
Uh, I'm not well. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about my predictions in this podcast, or I'll save that for another podcast. I'll split it up. We'll talk about predictions properly in the next episode. Right, moving on to I would say Alfa Romeo. That was a good one. I thought the Alfa Romeo looked very nice. I was very scared that they were going to be mostly white and just kind of have that exact same color scheme as Haas. So I thought it was going to be quite boring with their color scheme but then they went for that red and black and i've seen it on track as well it looks so good i just love it i i don't know what it is about it i just thought this is a great step up and it looks really nice i don't know if they're gonna do well as a team i don't think they will again i'll save that for the predictions video or not a video it's a podcast now i guess but the point is it looked really nice i also liked their their delivery launch event i mean people laughed at it they said it was very funny like it, it was very I don't know, talk show host vibe. You had the studio audience thing, but it was still better than Red Bulls. At least they were talking about the car. They had the engineers on for a while. They they showed the car off pretty early and then they had a chat. So that was also quite nice that they were just like, here's the car. Now, if you want to stick around, stick around. Otherwise, go talk about it and all that stuff. When, when Red Bulls just, everyone was complaining they're like where's the car you could obviously see in the live chats of everyone who was streaming the red bull one everyone was just like show us the car so at least with alfa romeo they showed us the car and then they were like okay cool now let's chat and i really enjoyed that they the engineers they did sound a bit like scared to have any bold statements of saying they're going to do well but overall it was quite a fun event and i can't really complain too much about that event Right, the next car that has come to my mind is Aston Martin. I know, again, this is not an order. Aston Martin's car looks mostly the same. So that that was a thing. I actually think it looks worse. It does look more authentically like old-schooled with taking away some of the Neo. But I prefer last year's car more. But it looks mostly the same and last year's car looked good. So it still looks good. I just, I don't like the fact that they simplified it. I liked it being all flashy and shiny. And now they've really simplified it down a bit. Hopefully it just is fast. I I think they're going to do well this year. A lot of people don't. Let's see how wrong I am in two weeks time when we get to Bahrain for the first race. But yeah, we'll see. What I thought was funny is uh, they asked Lance Stroll who his his racing hero was and he's like Michael Schumacher and then like, you know, we look over at Alonso who raced a lot against Michael Schumacher. So that was quite funny to look at. And then they asked a kid in the stand and he said like, oh, my favorite driver is Alonso and everyone laughed and it was cool. Uh, it was just hilarious looking at at stroll standing there like oh i'm i'm here and stuff i i've really for the longest time have not been a fan of stroll because of the whole nepotism vibe of his dad buying the team to get him a seat but you know he's earned his reason to stay there i think a lot of people have spoken about this it's similar to perez who is kind of a paid driver when he entered but through merit he's earned his seat there I think as long as Stroll learns to use his mirrors and not do these dodgy moves on track, I think a lot of people will over time gain respect for him. But he has to stop making those mistakes like what he did in Kota last year with crashing into Alonso. And he's he's really screwed up his teammate Seb a bunch of times. I do think that Alonso is most likely going to be quite far ahead of him so we won't have those issues. But he, he is quite a bad teammate and just in general a bad sport when it comes to racing with the way he defends he doesn't defend fairly he defends in quite a aggressive unfair manner but that, that's fine like i think i think he will grow out of that i think he's had enough issues where 
people are starting to point it out and it might be his biggest weakness that he will be working on. And I, I actually, I genuinely want to see Stroll do well. I'm pretty keen. But in general, I'm a huge Alonso fan. So I overall want Aston Martin to do well. I'm hoping Stroll kind of redeems himself from those failures that he's had. And I'm hoping that Alonso just drives that team forward. Like I am hoping for Aston Martin to be best of the rest. I just think it would be a really cool thing to see that newish team start working their way back to the top since moving over from racing point or race india to racing point to aston martin what they are now so we'll see how that goes but I, i'm quite excited all right the next car coming to my mind is mercedes i absolutely love the black i liked their reveal events as well they were just kind of straightforward to the point uh, now that i'm thinking i'm going to save the best for last as you can probably think who i think it was but yeah mercedes was good i liked it i loved it i thought it it was just beautiful it looked very slick i'm hoping that they are actually able to fight in the front because that's the main thing i want from the sport this year i'm hoping that the battle for first is close i i hope you know red bull doesn't run away with it and if if ferrari does well and if mercedes do well i hope neither of them run away with it i hope it's a tight battle for those top three teams to fight even if a fourth team could get in there which i doubt it if there is a fourth team fighting for that top it would be amazing like it would be amazing if all the cars were just fighting and and every weekend it was a disaster you don't know what's going to happen that will just be perfect but alas we don't know if that will happen we'll see if it happens if it happens cool if it doesn't happen that's fine as well but overall, the Mercedes launch event, very cool. I'm very excited to see it. They sounded very confident. I think, if I remember correctly, they sounded quite confident about their car doing well. So I'm I'm very excited to see that on track. It sounds like they keep changing the ideas with design philosophies. I don't know if that's to throw people off or what they're planning on doing, but they sound like they're doing everything they can to make that car as quick as possible, which, I mean, that should be the goal of every team, obviously, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. The next car that's coming to mind is McLaren. Their car, when I first looked at it, it looked exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it looked exactly the same, and then I realized, like, oh, it's got quite a bit more black in, and that made me really like it. You know, the carbon there, it was like, their colors are just good, you know, with the whole the papaya or orange whatever you want to call it they'd say they'd shoot you if you say orange but it is orange and i just thought it was pretty i i realized like hang on i really like last year's car i like the chrome sponsored wheels i think it's just pretty and that's that light blue does go nicely with it i don't actually this funny enough i've watched interviews and they say they're using the light blue because they want to make it work with the apparel but i think the apparel looks dumb with the light blue and that the car does look good with the light blue so it's one of those little oh why make it light blue if you want to make it look nice for all the clothes that you guys have but actually that blue is just not that pretty so uh, as far as i've heard is you know they originally had blue because they worked with their sponsor golf and now golf is not there so it is that very much why keep the blue i saw tomo f1 on youtube he's done a redesign and he did a redesign of the mclaren where he took out the blue and i thought his design actually looked really good i mean i like the blue i think it's good but the blue is kind of unnecessary either way i like the car i don't know why they're sticking with the blue i do like the blue but i also i think it would look really good without the blue as well i think they'd have their own brand more in control which would just be a really cool thing to see and yeah i'm excited to see how oscar does in the team i think that's going to be a lot of fun again with the events by the time the mclarens released their car i wasn't really watching the events anyway i was just looking at their their liveries and seeing how it was right i'm forgetting people i'm i'm gonna say ferrari for last i have been saying you know i'll say the best for last and now i'm i'm like 
I'm just spoiling it. I really liked Ferrari's event as a whole. Uh, so let's talk about AlphaTauri first then. AlphaTauri, they are different. They've suddenly added a lot of red to their car, which if there weren't so many other teams also using a lot of red, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But because there's a lot of other teams using red, I'm a bit more iffy. Lots of people hate the livery. I can tell you right now, my future father-in-law really likes it. So I am obliged to like it as well. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's terrible. A lot of people think it's terrible. It looks disgusting. I think it looks all right. I think it's not too bad in the sense that like it is very blocky. It's like it looks like a bit like a Lego car. I think Lego would love to sponsor them. And I think some people said it looks like a Formula E car, which also I didn't really understand that being bad. I think the Formula E cars look really cool. And, and I've been getting more and more into Formula E because this weekend, like straight off to Drive to Survive, I'm going to go watch Formula E in Cape Town because if you don't know this already, I'm a South African guy. And and we don't get Grand Prix because for some reason the FIA are like, nah, don't go to South Africa. That's boring. It's far away. It's going to cost us money. And we like making money, not spending money, blah, 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 blah. So I've been quite depressed because everyone's always like, you know, they're hyping it up. They're like, oh, there's going to be a South African Grand Prix. And I'm like, cool, that's going to happen. I'm going to spend my life savings on going to that. I'm going to like, I don't know, take that out of the wedding fund or something. And then, you know, it doesn't happen. It's just a great sadness, great sadness upon us that we don't get to enjoy a South African Grand Prix. But who knows, maybe 2024, maybe 2025, maybe sometime in the future. Hopefully, the Formula E race in Cape Town, South Africa, this weekend on Saturday goes really well. And, and they like suddenly decide, oh, South Africa is the place to have our opening races or something like that. I don't know. It's going to be cool. I'm very excited. Anyways, we were talking about AlphaTauri. Sorry, I got on a bit of a tangent there. AlphaTauri. Yeah, uh, I mean, they've got Nick DeFries coming in from Formula E. So this was on topic. Yes. Uh, I I looked at last year's Formula E race and and Nick didn't win. I, I for some reason I assumed he won last year. He is a two-time Formula E World Champion, but he kind of fell off a bit last year. It might have been because he was so excited about F1 and just started working on Nick training rather than Formula E skills because his teammates won the championship. So it's not like the car was bad. It was just, he, he sort of fell off a bit, but it might've just been because he lost focus and was very focused on F1. And maybe that's a good thing for him going into F1 this year. Yuki Tsunoda has a lot of hype behind him. I don't share that hype. I, I got excited for him before he started. Then he crashed a lot in season one, in his first season. Then in his second season, he made a bunch of more mistakes, like crashing into Pierre at Silverstone. And that was not good because I, I'm not so much a huge Pierre Gasly fan anymore, but I was quite a huge Pierre Gasly fan going into 2022 because I, I just thought, hey, this guy, he's won his first race. There's potential for him. He won his first race in an AlphaTauri, which is a pretty useless car. So this is quite good. But actually, I realized looking back, the back then the AlphaTauri was pretty good. And the last two years, it has not been pretty good. So there is that. Pierre can do well in a good car, which is exciting. Anyways, Pierre's not even there anymore. And that reminds me that we should go talk about the next team. So so again, AlphaTauri, the livery, I think it looks okay. Like, I give it a 6 out of 10. It's pretty good. It's not amazing. But I don't think it's bad like a lot of people think it is. Moving on to where Pierre has moved on to is Alpine. Good old Alpine. And a lot of people, I think the same as last year. Lots of people don't like that blue on the Alpine. And me personally, I do. I think the blue and pink looks really cool. I, I dig it. Like for some reason, I really like it and most of the world 
does not like it. And that's just me. I do like the full pink livery, and I do wish that they just went with it for the full year. What the plan is to do for them, they are planning to do it for three weeks, or not three weeks, three races. The first three races, they're going to have the full pink livery, so they released two liveries. They released the full pink one, and then they released the blue and pink one. And that full pink one looks pretty good. And the blue and pink one also looks pretty good. And most people say they really like the full pink one and they really hate the mixed one. They just say it's all over the place. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. I like the fact that there is a team where it's just all over the place because a lot of the other cars right now have like simplified and gone really simple. As again, liveries are an opinion thing. I'm, I'm very happy with people to have their opinions and I'm happy that I can have mine. And I'm happy that... We are not on Twitter because I, I would probably be depressed if we were on Twitter right now because people on Twitter are crazy. I don't understand why they are so hell-bent on being right about opinions that don't really matter. Anyways, that's the thing. I think you've established now that I'm not really a super fan of any specific personal team. There are people in teams I like over other teams, but I respect everyone who's been able to make it into Formula 1 and the teams and all the effort each team puts into making their team survive in Formula 1 because it is it's a lot of work and and it's just like in general I'm impressed by everyone who makes their stand and and is able to race in Formula 1. Even the worst team, even if Williams is there at the bottom, they're still close. Like, you know, we're measuring these in in the smallest little fractions. So they're not terrible. Like if I built a car, it would take me weeks to make that, uh, to make my car actually do that full race distance. I, I'd be better off walking, I guess. I'm trying to think now. So I have spoken about Red Bull. I have spoken about McLaren. I've spoken about Williams. I'm just counting these on my fingers. I've spoken about Aston Martin. I've spoken about Haas. I've spoken about, oh, geez, there's more. Alpine, I've mentioned here. Alfa Romeo. Is there anyone like I think I've spoken about all the teams except Ferrari. Uh if I've missed one, I feel terrible, and that just shows you how terrible the livery event was. Or the livery event was later than everyone else, because that that really <laughs> it's throw me off. Uh I, I can't believe how excited I was at the start of February and how much that excitement just fell off a cliff after the first week and a half into February. I was just like, cool, I've seen like four liveries. This is actually pretty boring now. That's why I feel bad about making my first podcast about liveries. It just is the case. Fortunately, hopefully other podcasts get better and uh, yeah, we'll just see what happens, I guess. Let's talk about Ferrari. I guess I didn't mention this about the Mercedes, but like Mercedes after their their actual event, they went and took their car out on track. So the people who were there in person got to see that. Uh, and they, they did broadcast that as well to people who were interested on being on apps and stuff to just check that out. I didn't look at it, but apparently it was cool. But what I loved about Ferrari's reveal event is in their event, they test drove their car. And that just showed me that Fred Vasseur has balls, like, like huge ones, like bigger than mine. And mine are pretty big, I think. Uh, I, I need a second opinion. But yes, it was amazing. I'm just excited for that team. I think I think they're like they are energized. They're ready to go into the year fighting. And I hope that when they go into the year fighting, that they maintain that momentum that they just send it all the way through till we get to Abu Dhabi. I I mean maybe we're lucky and we don't even have Abu Dhabi as the final race. And they decide halfway through the year that they're just going to scrap it because. F1 is a lot of fun and it's nice to have a really fast car. Oh, why did I say fast car? It's nice to have a really like fun track to end the year off on. It's nice to have a, f a fun track everyone. Like 
You know, the best thing that F1's done recently is get rid of the French Grand Prix because, jeesh, that place was boring. Like, I watched it with my, well, again, fiance now, I watched it with one of her uncles. And he told me, like, dude, if you had told me afterwards that this is the French Grand Prix and it's going to be really boring, I probably wouldn't have watched it. And I was like, I'm, I'm a Formula One fan. I need to watch even the bad races. So, yeah, alas. They got rid of the French Grand Prix and then didn't replace it with the South African Grand Prix, which I just don't understand. I'm going to fight this forever and ever. It's just a thing right now. Okay, but yeah, back to Ferrari. Very excited to see Science and... Charles Leclerc, uh, I'm saying his name funny, Charles Leclerc, I'm excited to see Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc do well, I think, I think they can both do well, I'm hoping Sainz doesn't have an unlucky streak at the start of the season like he did last year, I'm hoping he's sort of more on par with Charles, well, I, I'm hoping he beats Charles, I really like Carlos Sainz, and I like Charles Leclerc, but I really like Sainz, I want to see him do really well, I want to see him crush it, I want to see science as a world champion. I think I think he's got that potential. He just needs to not make those mistakes. Like the way he handled Silverstone to get his first win was phenomenal. I loved it. Anyways, that was Ferrari. I'm excited to see that. That's going to be me, guys. I uh, This has been our first ever episode of Tipsy's F1 podcast. I've been Tipsy Pineapple. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I look forward to chatting to you about my driver predictions later this week. And I look forward to just in general talking about the races. We have a segment of the show that I'm going to add soon. We'll add that when the races start and and maybe we do some cool aggregates from that. But that's going to be me. Whatever you're listening to this on, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, I I don't know, Apple Podcasts. Like I, I don't actually know where I'm publishing this to. Over time, we'll publish it to as many things as we can. But for right now, I don't really know what's going on. Just like, follow, subscribe, do all the call to action things you can to get this out there so that i'm more encouraged to do more podcasts for you guys thank you very much and i'll catch you next time cheers cheers